0: the word of God this morning. So when I started preparing for this sermon, I heard God telling the word, step in. Can you all say step in? We all know what is stepping in, right? So we all know what is stepping in this morning. We are going to talk about stepping in. So many of us at times, I was trying to understand what is that God is trying to tell us this morning. So this is what probably God is having for you this morning, that God is telling us, At times, we are not very serious about what we do. And God wants us to step in. Step in really tells us that it's not enough what we do, but we need to step in to really get on to what we have been doing. You know, many times it may be our studies, many times it may be our work, or it may be our family relationship, or it may be our ministry. God is asking us, to pay enough attention, God wants us to step in in what we do. You know, many times we may not pay attention to what we do. You know, I, I often hear students telling me that, oh, you know, just one year, two years, it just went like, just like that. I mean, it's easy to go through the scheme, uh, go through the syllabus and go through the course and write the exam and complete the course. But then what did you really learn? Did you learn anything out of the whole thing? No, no, I scored with the 99 percentage. You know it's all good, but then what did you learn? You know, probably we are not really serious about what we have been doing. Many things are done superficially. You know many times we are present, but our heart is not in what we do. You know, many times, you know, many of us have complained, saying that I don't really like the job that I do. But we still do it, you know, for our survival. We still continue to do what we do for our survival. But this morning, God is asking us, we need to be there where our heart is. Or in the other way, where our heart is, we need to be there. And where we are, our heart needs to be there. We need to be serious about what we are doing. And I believe this life needs to, need to be taken very seriously. No years will pass by you know just just like that we will just you know years will just go one after the other and we will age but then so what 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 we have done in our lives so God is asking this morning asking us to step in and be serious about what we are doing what we have been doing so let's try to listen to the voice of the Lord this morning as we open up the word from Luke chapter 5 I'm reading from new uh, NLT reading from luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11 from nlt one day as jesus was preaching on the shore of the sea of galilee great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of god he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowd from there. Verse four, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Verse five, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and did not catch anything. But if you say so, I will let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. tear. Verse seven, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boats, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of singing. Verse eight, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O Lord, Please leave me, I am such a sinful man, verse 9, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. Verse 10, his partners, James and John, and the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Daniel, can you make sure that the floor monitor is on? Just so we see Jesus stepping into the empty boat. Jesus stepping into the empty boat. You know, Jesus here, he's on a serious business. I don't think he came to the Sea of Galilee just to have a time to relax, just a time to be away from the crowd. He did not come for that. He's on a serious business here. And Jesus, we see Jesus asking. In fact, Jesus was stepping into the empty boat by himself before he wanted to do something that may bless the people of God. You know, God wants us to stop everything that we do. God wants us to take things seriously, not to take things lightly as we step in to what God wants us to step in. You know, this morning I would like to title my sermon as step into, your, step into Your Empty Boat. Can you say that with me? Step into your empty boat. I don't know what God wants you to step into. I don't know what that empty boat means to you. But God is asking us to step into the empty boat. He's asking us to step into your empty boat. It is up to you to think about what is my empty boat that I'm not stepping into. And this morning, God is asking me to step into. You know, sometimes you may be telling that, God, I don't know what I'm doing on the face of this earth. I don't know what is going on in my life. At times I'm tired, at times I feel terrible, my situation is not good. I don't know what you're talking about this morning and God wants you to listen. God is telling you to step in. When Jesus stepped into that empty boat, things started changing in that boat. You know, I was keenly observing the boat. Most of the time, you know, when we, when we, when we arrive at a sermon from this portion of the scripture, you know, we really think about the miracle that Jesus performed. They could not get any fish, but now they got multitudes of fish. That's the miracle that we focus, you know, but I was keenly observing the boat that Jesus, I don't even see a boat there in the picture, but I was just trying to understand, trying to keenly observe the boat. This morning, I want all of you to come along with me. We will track the boat as we go down further. When Jesus stepped into the boat, everything started changing in the boat. You know, this morning, God is telling us the change that we are waiting in our lives is going to come when we step into what God wants us to step in. You know, unless we, until we step in to what God wants us to step in, we see emptiness, we see failure, we see discouragement, we see hard work not resulting into anything. You know, many times, many of our complainers, I put so much of hard work, I toil day and night, but you know what, at the end of the day, I don't have anything. I don't have satisfaction, I don't have enough money, I don't have a comfortable living on the face of this earth. But when Jesus stepped into this empty boat, everything started changing. Can I hear an amen this morning? In this morning, God is telling us, God wants us to step into what he wants us to step in. When we step into that particular thing that God wants us to step in, we see changes taking place. God wants us to step into our empty boat. You know, the changes that boat was going through on that day, they can be very well related to four different phases of our lives. And we are going to talk about that in a moment. If you can come with me to verse 2. He noticed two, what kind of boats? Empty boats. You know, NLT puts it this way. He noticed two empty boats at a water surge, for the fisherman had left them and we're washing their nets. Number one, boat that we see there is an empty boat. Can you say out loud, empty boat? What is empty? What is empty there? What what is the empty boat in your life? What are we talking about here? You know, boats often represent, they represent our livelihood. That means the means of making our living on the face of this earth. That's what boat means. How many of you have boats here? Any of you? Nobody? Oh my God, nobody has a boat here. That's okay. So boats represent our livelihood. We do something, you know. Why the fishermen had to have a boat? Because that's where, that's what is their life. That's where is their livelihood. So God has blessed us with work, God has blessed us with job, and many, many opportunities to earn money, so we have a means of living. So maybe I don't know what God is talking about this morning, maybe that. Both represents your career. You know, you use your career to bring wealth into your family. If you don't have a career, probably, you know, you don't have anything. You don't have a future. You don't have a blessing. You know, just we see young children, boys and girls, you know, coming up there in their career, and they just want to be somebody before they get married, you know, so that if they are somebody, they will get the right match. They will wait for the time. They want to gain so much of income in their lives. Until that point of time, you know, they just want to wait. They want to accumulate wealth, you know, so that, you know, God, their future can be blessed. Both also represent our travel. Our new location, moving here and there. You know, boat represents many things in our lives. It is used for transportation. It's used for many things. This morning, I'm just giving some clues so that you will be able to just identify what is that empty boat in your life? Two boats were standing there with nothing. Empty boats. I want to take you back a little backward in your life journey. Do you remember the time when you came to this nation? Do you remember the time when you came as a student or maybe as an immigrant to this nation, you know, years before? And you did not even have anything, not much income. You put everything that you had, for your tickets and, you know, for your, uh, uh, for your upfront fees. You know, all those things you spend, but then when you came here, your parents send you to this nation as a student. You just go there and you, you uh, yearn, and then somehow you leave. You know, they don't tell it outside, but that's what they tell inside. They'll say that, you know, it's all enough, that we have done enough for you. Now it's time for you to get lost. It's time for you to go away. And we love you so much. And it's enough, you know, you just be away, not just few miles, but then thousands of miles away. That's good for you and that's good for me. And you came to this nation with nothing. even today, I listen to students and new immigrants telling that, I don't have enough money even to pay my bills. I don't have enough money even to pay my rent. Two days before, someone was telling me the same thing. I don't have enough money. I just somehow I paid my rent from the GIC, from the investment that I made, from the, from the interest money. I just paid my rent, but I don't have anything more. And when, when she was sharing that with me, her eyes were filled with tears. I said, just stop. The moment you realize that you don't have anything, do not get afraid. Do not cry. Come to me. I don't know if i I'll give you, but then I said, come to me come to me. Don't cry. Don't worry. Don't turn back of going back. No, that's not for you. God has brought you with a purpose. Just hold on. A few more days, a few more weeks, a few more months. You'll get a better job. You'll be doing well. Don't cry. Empty boats. I don't know what really empty boat means to you this morning. Today we are living with everything at times, we have a family, we have a house, we have a husband, we have a wife, we have children, we have a car, we have everything, but our boat is still empty. Are you with me this morning? Our boat is still empty. And we talk to some of the families, they say that, Pastor, we don't know. We get up in the morning, we close the day, but we don't really live the life that God wants us to live. We are alive but we are not living. See the difference? We are alive, but we are not living. You know, if you don't live this life when, the, when there is life, it'll be too late when we realize it. And in order to live our lives, God is asking us this morning, identify your empty boat. Life could become empty if you don't step into our empty boat. If Jesus was standing there and preaching from the shore, probably the boat would not have gone through any transformation that has happened to this boat. But Jesus had to step into the boat in order to see something happening to that boat. Jesus would have asked the disciples to go back and do the fishing again, but Jesus did not do it. He stepped into the boat and this morning, God is asking you and me to step into that empty boat. Life could become easily empty if you don't live intentionally. You know, God is asking about, talking about, shall we make it intentional? You know, we can't wait for things to happen automatically. God wants us to just step into our boat intentionally. As I said, may it be in your family life, may it be in your career, may it be in your relationship, may it be in your ministry. Wherever, whatever we do, we must be intentional about living Remember, the busyness of life is not going to go away. The conditions are not going to change abruptly all of a sudden, but God is showing that empty boat in front of you this morning. Unless we make it intentional to step in to what God wants us to step in, we will not see any transformation happening to our lives. verse number three, can we read together verse three? Stepping into one of the boats, can you read with me? Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water so he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there so we see an empty boat but the boat is no more empty you know I believe boat is not meant to be at the shore boats are meant to be fishing at the deep sea and here we see a boat just standing there at the shore just an empty boat Boats are even just waiting at this shore. Sometimes we may be just waiting in our lives as the boat waits there. I'm trying to relate our life to the boat always. Boat is waiting there on the shore. And now Jesus comes and steps into the boat. And see the boat is no more empty. The boat is carrying Jesus now. How precious it is. You remember the donkey that carried Jesus? now you see a boat that carries Jesus and it becomes so precious now the boat becomes so valuable now the boat is not an empty boat when it carries Jesus I want to call it as a serving boat so number two is serving boat so what is number one empty boat number two serving boat the boat started serving Jesus now All that it is doing is just holding Jesus, allowing Jesus to sit on the boat and Jesus is about to preach people now. The boat would have said, I'm an empty boat, in what way I can be of help to somebody? You know, sometimes in our lives we say that I do not have even the basic things to establish myself. I'm not settled down in this nation. I'm just a landed immigrant. You know, that's what I'm titled now, landed immigrant. What do you expect me to do? And this morning the same thing i'm telling you just you need to step into your empty boat that's what god is telling you this morning you're talking about the preciousness of the greatness of serving somebody that empty boat it was located at the side of the shore now jesus asked them to push the boat a little into the water and jesus stepped on the boat and jesus sitting there And he started preaching to the multiple, multitudes. And this morning Jesus is telling you that you don't need to become somebody in order to serve. You don't need to become somebody in order to serve. I'll give you some idea how easy it is to serve God and to serve people. All that we see there is an empty boat that is willing to serve. Are you that empty boat? that is willing to sow this morning that's my question martin luther king jr this is what he said once can you read with me together martin luther king jr this is what he said everybody can be great because anybody can sew you don't have to have a college degree to sow. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. Whatever our gifts are and whatever God has enabled us to do, we have a responsibility as believers to use those gifts for the building up of His kingdom. We don't need any any special thing to serve. All that they're serving is happening just by an empty boat. Just once it is pushed into the water, and Jesus could step into the boat and started serving. The boat started serving already. You know, at home, I know most of you do your dishes. How many of you do your dishes? Amen. Nobody? Nobody do. Okay, you are lifting your hands now. When they say amen, you're lifting your hands. Now, can you lift your hands? Now you'll say amen, right? so when you have to do your dishes at home, eh, we don't see that you know that's we don't say that you know that's that's not my gift. I'm not gifted to do my dishes, or you won't even say that you know when you have to uh, when 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 you have to mow, mow your lawn, you won't say that oh I'm not really gifted in that area, I can't do it. You won't say that, right? You will just do it. Serving God, serving people is as simple as that. You know, God wants us to serve. Don't wait for a special gift to come from heaven. The special gift is going to come as you serve. And you know, I have seen, I have witnessed you know, many of the abilities that God is giving us. It doesn't come when we sit and pray. It comes when you start doing something for God. And I thank God for these families that are coming forward to serve God. We don't need a special gift to visit somebody in the hospital. We don't need a special gift to buy a sandwich for someone who is having money only to buy a coffee. We don't need a special gift for that. We don't need a special anointing for that. We don't need to do anything special. All that we we need is a heart to sow. A heart to sow. He says a heart full of grace. A soul generated by love. That's what you need. To sew. After the conference, the first day we went to Tim Hortons, along with Stephanie. Stephanie, you know, most of us, most of you know, right? So, as we were sitting there, there is another gentleman sitting there, but he did not have probably anything to have. So, we were just looking at him, and he was busy with his laptop, but then he's not having anything to drink, and we bought something, some drink to eat, and then, then Stephanie went slowly, went there, and just started making conversation with him and before that she said you know she likes that particular donut so we bought it in fact she bought she bought for us too so we bought that donut and then she was about to eat and when she saw this man not having anything she took her donut and then gave it to him and she was so happy he said thank you and I bought two donuts for Stephanie that's a different issue then But a little later we asked, can we pray with you? And then Stephanie put her hands around him and she prayed for him. And she was so thankful. Well, he left before we left and then he was so thankful as he was leaving. So I was realizing we don't need any special gift for that. All that we need is just a heart to sow, just a heart to touch somebody, just a heart to do something. I read about the story of a little mom, a single mom. She lived in a very dusty village in the western side of Oklahoma. And she was working in a very simple, smaller, local convenience store. And she had three little children, and as a single mom, she's supposed to take care of those three little children. And the convenience store could not really provide what she wanted, and she had to work very long time, long hours, to really to get what she barely needs to meet every day's need. But she was very thankful for everything. And she wanted to serve somebody. The single mom with three little children, not having enough for her own, she wanted to serve somebody. And with very difficulty, she got permission from her boss on Thanksgiving Day to serve somebody. And she went to the local nursing home she said i'm going to visit the nursing home on thanksgiving morning to style the resident's hair and when she went there the morning she saw all the residents are lined up in their all the residents lined up and they were standing there in queue for their hair to be styled up with this lady and when she started doing, and we see residents coming there in wheelchair, and somebody was brought in their bed, and somebody was not even awake, but they wanted their hair to be styled up. And she was doing it during the whole day. And until evening, she had enough work to style, style up all their hair, and uh, she did that very well on that day. At the end of the day, when she was so tired, somebody asked her, Why are you doing this? And you're not taking any money. What really made you to do this? And this is what she said exactly. I just needed to give. I made them happy that day. I made a difference in somebody's life. You know, many times our work becomes our obligation. Many times, you know, our life becomes so challenging that we don't don't even have time to think about what others are going through on the face of this earth. This morning, God is asking us to sow. When Jesus stepped into that empty boat, that boat started serving. Did you notice that that boat started serving the master, serving the people? You know, that's what God expects us to do this morning. Let's move further. Verse six, can you read with me? And this time, they're louder, out loud. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Verse seven, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Number three, we're talking about filled boat. What is the first one? Empty boat. Number two, serving boat. Number three, filled boat. You know, this is time to enjoy abundance in life. So I'm again relating our boat, our life to the boat. Our life was empty at some point of time. And we started serving God in whatever way God wants us to serve. You know, today we say that we know that very clearly. And we are the eyewitnesses today. There are times that missionaries need to go from this land to the other part of the land, other part of the country to serve people. And now today we see God is sending the mission field to our doorstep. When we open the door of your apartment, you have seen, you are seeing faces whom we have never seen they don't look like us they look different you know this morning God is talking about us serving in some way you don't need to come and preach you don't need to come and you know sing you don't need to come and play instruments God find your boat find your boat that is empty this morning what are you doing about things of God what are you serving into if I'm happy if you say that pastor I found my my mode of serving that's where God wants, us, wants me to do something. Can you help me in that area where God wants me to do something? We see the serving boat is becoming a filled boat. Listen to me this morning carefully. Time to enjoy your abundance on this earth. You know, God's blessings will come on our way when we step into our boat. Until we step into our boat, we do what we are supposed to do, but we will not enjoy the abundance, abundant life that God is talking about. Not only spiritually, but even materially, when we want the abundance in life, we need to step into our empty boat today. At times we struggle. We don't feel that we have enough to live on the face of this earth. We are barely managing. At times it appears that, you know, we are losing in the battle. We thought maybe... This is going to work well. This is going to work well. This job is going to be greater for me. You know, this is a well-paying job. I'll have full satisfaction and everything will be taken care of. But it's not so. At times it appears that we are losing. We are losing in the battle. But this morning, God is telling us that things are going to change. That God is going to bless us. How many of you believe that God will bless us? You know, sometimes we lost it. We lost that momentum, or we lost that desire to get blessed by God. Children of God, we need to believe and we need to declare that God is going to bless us, but there are a couple of things that we need to do. We see an empty boat today in our lives, and God is asking us to step onto that empty boat, and God is asking us to serve in whatever fashion, whatever capacity that we are able to serve people around us. But God is telling us this morning, it's not going to be the same forever things are going to change more abundance is on our way can you read a couple of scriptures here deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. can you read with me deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12. can you read out loud the lord will open to you his good treasure the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow How many of us are blessed this morning that we are able to lend it to people? How many of us are blessed this morning that we, you can say that I stop borrowing money anymore. I am not borrowing, but God has blessed me in such a way that I'm able to lend many nations. And God is a God who will bless us in that situation. He will bring us to that position. Once our boat is empty, we step into that boat. And we start serving the Lord. Now the boat is filled with abundance. We remember the same boat that was toiling in the sea? That, you know, that toiled in the sea during the night, caught nothing. But now that boat is filled with abundance. You know, there are times in our lives we toil, but we bring nothing back. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. But there are times when God's blessing is on our way. We bring little and that multiplies. That multiplies. It's a truth. We are seeing that with our own eyes. We are seeing that. How things are happening. We do not know at times. For the boat. It is a total turnaround. It was an empty boat. But now it's blessed. It's filled. God is going to change our situation. Shall I tell you the secret? How that happens? God is telling us. Be faithful in little that is the secret that is a secret be faithful in little Luke chapter 10 verse 10 can you read with me Luke chapter 10 verse 10 he who is faithful is what is least is faithful he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And continue, he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Can you read the first part again? He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. So what is the secret here? We need to be faithful in little. We need to be faithful in little. Let's read one more scripture. Matthew 25, what Jesus said. Matthew 25, verse 23. Can you read with me? His Lord said to him, Well then, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, this morning God is telling us that he wants us to be faithful in little things. So the abundance is on our way. But God is telling us, you know, that's what we miss. That's what the enemy will make us miss. That's what our flesh will make us miss. And once we find that secret of being faithful in little and we see God lifting us up. I'm seeing some of the people, some of us struggling through in financial, financially. The simple reason is we are not giving, we are not faithful in our giving. And I should tell that with a heavy heart and you should accept that with a sorry heart. Some of us are not faithful in our giving. The reason you struggle financially is you are not faithful in giving. You are not faithful in giving. I remember in our membership session we teach about giving tithe. It's not really for church you know to flourish. It's not really for me to take away money. It is for you to be blessed It is for you to be blessed I'm seeing with my own eyes today. I can't avoid keep telling I can't stop from telling this because I'm seeing with my own eyes number one number two number three number four number five families You're all going through difficulties now financial difficulties because you are not faithful in your tithing You are not faithful in your giving as morning, God wants you to know the secret of giving. You know, when we started giving, when we came into the ministry, we came with the $40,000 in debt. The work was not a blessing for me at all. I worked 22 years. That's why I say that probably somewhere along the line I missed the call of God earlier. But when we came into ministry, when we step into our boat, we don't know how that 40000 was paid off. Within a few years, we became totally debt-free. And church did not pay me anything other than my $800 as a salary per month. But God somehow cleared up that $40,000. This morning I'm telling you, if you are faithful in your giving, if you are faithful in your tithing, there is nothing can rob your blessing. God will bless you. God will bless you. And we will lose those blessings if you still harden our hearts. And God says, in, my, in tithing, giving one-tenth to the work of the Lord. Test me. Test me. You give and test me. And this morning I challenge you. You give and test the Lord. And you give and test God and see whether God is not blessing you. She will do it. There are witnesses. There are witnesses. God has to protect your job. Be faithful in your giving. God has to flourish your business. Be faithful in your giving. Be faithful in your giving. And we see here. They obeyed, obedience is the first step to everything. Do not argue, do not doubt, just obey. Just obey, it's the word of God, there is no doubt, otherwise I'll not be preaching this. When Jesus said, push the boat into the sea, they pushed that. They just pushed the boat and then Jesus, they just obeyed and then Jesus turned to the boat and now Jesus is asking, cast your net again. They had some hesitations. Peter says, God, You started walking in the shores of Galilee just for the last three and a half years. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. But I was born in the ocean. Ocean has been my house, my home, for years after year. I know where I can find fish. I know the time when I can find fish. I know everything. God, it came up in his life. Did you you notice that? He said, Lord, we toiled all over the night. What good can happen now? that's our flesh but over that he wanted to obey the Lord it's good sometimes flesh talks not the same tone as the spirit talks it's okay we are all our flesh we all do the same thing but over that there is something known as obeying God Obeying God, we need to subdue our flesh. We need to subdue the voices of our flesh by the obedience that we want to show to God. And when they obeyed, it was a total turnaround. That's what we see here. The boat with, was filled with abundance. And this morning, I pray, God, you would help us to see that secret of receiving that abundance from you. Finally, verse 11, can you read it with me? And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I was just, I was just thinking, what this child is for all about. Whole night they struggled to catch fish. Even now also Jesus, they were, Peter could not go home. He has to stay there watching Jesus preaching for a long time and Jesus is a long preacher, by the way. He preached for day and night and day and night, right? So he's just a long preacher. And now people couldn't go home all the disciples not disciples they, they all the fishermen they couldn't go home they were just waiting there at the end of it was 11 says as soon as they landed they left everything and followed jesus the final boat is the abandoned boat number one empty boat number two serving boat number three filled boat number four abandoned boat they threw away everything. They threw the boat. And they walked. And they followed Jesus. The boat represents your life and my life. Remember. The boat represents your life and my life. The days are not very far. You will throw away everything. And start following God. With all the struggles. Finally the boat is abandoned. That scripture tells me. You can do whatever you want, you can do all these struggles and you can do all these things, do all these things, make this money, make that and make this investment, that investment and you can do everything on the face of this earth. but finally one day you had to throw everything and follow Jesus. Dear people of God, this is the life that we are living. This is the life that we are living and God wants us to realize that today we feel empty, But with that emptiness, we try to serve God, and we try to do minimum things that we can do for God, and God is going to bless us, certainly. God is going to bless us. But one day, you are going to throw everything, and you are going to follow Jesus. In 17 years of formal education, 22 years of working in corporates, this certification, that certification, so many qualifications and so many things that this so many research publications. In a moment, everything is lost. In a moment, everything is gone. My career became like an abundant boat there at that moment. And God is telling us this morning something. When Simon saw that condition of his own boat, standing there with the empty as an empty boat. And when he started serving God, the boat started serving God, it's filled with fish. And he was amazed by seeing all these things. And Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. You will start fishing people. A higher call. A higher position than what he was into at that moment. A greater responsibility. A higher call high for a higher cause and jesus said don't be afraid you will start fishing for people you know in this life all our wealth all our possession, they are all not going to stay forever remember this it's good to work hard it is good to achieve something in our lives but Once you are caught by the power of God, once we are found in the love of God, once we are called for a purpose of God, no matter wherever we go, God is able to get us back. God is able to pull us back. And He will do His part. He will do it in His own way. You know, sometimes when we don't pray, God will make us to pray. Sometimes we don't testify, God will make us to testify. Sometimes we don't come to church, God will make you to come to church. Sometimes we don't pray, we don't come for prayer meeting, God will come you to make you to come to prayer meeting. And He has His own way of doing things. That's what the psalmist says: "Lord, You hedge me around, and You put Your hand so heavy upon me, and it is so heavy for me. And You do it for a purpose, O oh God. You do." it for a purpose a song goes like this some of the language songs those who lost everything in christ has never become poor those who sacrifice for the kingdom glory never never suffered for money God is not a debtor. He will fill you. He will abundantly bless you. So read one verse scripture and we are going to pray in a moment. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. Can you read the scripture? Beautiful scripture But Paul said, It indeed, can you read with me out loud? It indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may again Christ Paul did not see the abundant boat there the boat that is lying there at the corner of the shore it's rusted it's corroded it's good for nothing now but Peter started following Jesus shall we all arise this morning